Turn your Bibles to Matthew 25. Matthew chapter 25. And while you're doing that, thank you for being here. Appreciate your attendance this afternoon. Matthew 25. I think we probably know this passage. Verses 31 to the end of the chapter. Jesus talking. He says, When... The Son of Man comes in His glory, and all His angels with Him. Then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before Him will be gathered all the nations, and He will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on His right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was, uh, you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will say, uh, will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did it, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Holy Father, as we, as we take time to look at the good work that you would have us to do, the good work of the kingdom, I pray, Father, that you would bless us in our time together that you would enable us to see the good and the glorious things that you would have us to do. We pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I think I have two issues with my title. And I, I gave the title. Uh, I came up with it. I was thinking about it as we were driving down here yesterday. I don't have a problem with Holy Ghost Party. You'll see why in a second. Uh, how we planted a church. I got to thinking about that and I thought, you know, it seems kind of self-aggrandizing because really all we did was we came alongside or we partnered with God as he was doing some awesome things and we, we got to come alongside that. And so, if anything, in all of this, I want you to walk away knowing God gets all the glory in this. And, and whatever we did, we were unworthy servants uh, who were merely doing our duty. The other part is the how. 
how did we do this? What was the process? And we'll, I'll circle back to this at the end, but <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I sat down, I had, I had a stack of books on my desk, all these different missiological outreach evangelism type books. And as I was looking through them in preparation for this course, I, it dawned on me, it's like, we didn't really do any of this stuff. Um, if you read the books, if you sit in the classes, if you do that stuff, there's value there. And if that's your process, if that's your method, I've done that before too, where it's a very methodological approach as you uh, try to figure out and do all these different things. We didn't do, we didn't do any strategic planning, target location and identification type stuff. As you'll see, this kind of just fell in our lap and we ran with it and we empowered people in order to accomplish good work for the kingdom. So there's that. The other thing I want to say kind of by way of introduction is I believe that the work that we have been engaged in with Travelers Motel, that's the, the name of the place where we do all this. Uh, that happens because I believe we have people that take this passage that we just read very seriously in Matthew chapter 25. They take it very serious that we need to be feeding people and giving them drink and clothing them and ministering to, yes, felt needs, but for ultimately the purpose of connecting them to the kingdom. People, they seem to do pretty well in paying attention when their stomach is full, uh, when they do have those needs met, when they realize, hey, these people really do love us, and that's why they come out here like they do. Uh, so, and I guess one more thing. I don't know if you know this or not. I don't think this is a news flash for you. We're at war. There's a spiritual war going on every day, every second of every day around us all the time, constantly. We are at war. And Greg Boyd has written a book called God's at War. I take issue with his open theism personally, but I think he does a very good job of exposing that spiritual worldview, uh, that supernatural worldview, that we are at war. And there are these evil spiritual forces that try to bring chaos into our lives. And we get a firsthand, we get to witness this firsthand in our work with the Traveler's Motel because there's a lot of darkness there. Uh, in fact, just two weeks ago, there was there's a, a bar called the Tilted Turtle out front of Traveler's Motel. And there was a shooting there. Three people were you know, wounded, two critically injured. And there's a lot of darkness there. So we get to as ambassadors of the light of the world, we get to come and shine light into darkness. And what is fascinating is when we talk with uh, Donna and Roger, they're the ones who own Traveler's Motel. When we talked with them uh, here recently, one of the things they shared was, you know, ever since you guys started coming out here, things aren't as chaotic. Things have kind of quieted down. Uh, the people that they take seriously what we're doing, the, the residents there, and they buy into it, and they have experienced life transformation. They, too, recognize, hey, my life isn't as chaotic as it used to be, which is fascinating when you consider we're at war and that supernatural worldview. We're 
advancing the kingdom, I think, in uh, a very dark place. So, Holy Ghost Party, where did that title come from? It came from, uh, this is a, just a two-minute clip I want to share with you of a baptism that we had here. You're going to see Kelly and Terry, uh, who, who were baptized, the travelers. I'm better, I'm better right now, and you know, I feel good, because I feel that I have problems, and we all know this, but I like to say I want to commit to God, for my taints that have my soul and heart, I want to wash away all the taints in my life, I want to be happy, and be happy over it, but it's alright. Because I love God, and that's all it is. You know, I like to say that I like to have a Holy Ghost party. <laughs> my name's Terry. You know, being here at the Travelers Inn for as long as I have, uh, I've had my ups and my downs, and it's actually brought me closer to God. You know, I, I do I do my prayers. I read the good book. And I was just talking about this with Kelly the other day about getting baptized, and here we are, lo and behold, we're doing it together. So, Kelly, let's get this party started. I have a question for each of you, Kelly, I'll start with you. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yes. Praise God for that. Terry, it's the same question. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Absolutely. Based on your guys' confession, we're going to go over there and baptize you guys into Christ Jesus. Sorry, Kelly. Just sit there for a second. Yeah. Come on, this lit. Come on. All right. Kim's on the left-hand side, Kelly's on the right-hand side, and she's the one that was baptized uh, that day at Travelers. That was a, a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, uh, when we did that. We've been going out to Travelers Motel for a, uh, just over a year at that point. Uh, we'd had some conversions that had taken place, but that was the first time that we had two people, they wanted to be baptized, and we thought, you know what? We had, we had taken them to our building before people, we'd, we'd residents, we'd taken them to our building, we'd baptized them at our building, uh, but we thought, we being myself and Buddy Gray, who was the outreach minister on staff with me, we thought, what if we took it, what if we took the baptismal, uh, the baptistry to the Traveler's Motel? Could we do that? And so, anyway, $30 later with an inflatable pool, <laughs> we, we uh, were able to baptize those folks. Let me back up here and start at the beginning. Uh, in August 2016, we moved, our family, we moved and joined the Davis Park Church of Christ, uh, where I'm the preaching minister. Uh, August 2016. Davis Park was already a very community-oriented congregation. They were already doing a lot of outreach. This is from uh, the Trump Retreat we do every October. 
2,000 people come through our doors into our building and they basically make the circuit all the way around. We give away literally a ton of candy. They were doing that when I came. So I got to just come alongside and be a part of that as well. Also, every year we do a pretty substantial Christmas toy drive for uh, Alex. It's called Alexandria's Toy Drive. Alexandria is the young lady there that's in the middle of, uh, of this picture. That's her picture there. She had a brain aneurysm and died at 11 years old. For a decade, we've been partnering with, uh, with Alexandria's mom to collect these toys. And then we actually serve also as the vessel through which people receive these toys. They come to our building, uh, usually from the elementary school around the corner from where our building is located. So they come, they get toys, they get food, everything they need for a Christmas dinner. And also this year, uh, we had some, we don't have it up here, but we had some bicycles that were donated. We had to give away two bicycles uh, to some kids. And so it's, again, another outreach-oriented, community-oriented event that we were already doing when I showed up. Travelers Motel was not one of our outreach events. It wasn't even on our radar. We had a young couple, they had a few kids, they were worshiping with us at the time. Uh, and his name was Jeremy. And Jeremy really had a heart for the indigenous population in Modesto, the, the homeless population in Modesto. And he wanted to do as much as he could, he wanted to pursue schooling so he could do social work, things like that. So he had a real passion for this. In December of 2016, I've only been there a few months, Jeremy gets the idea that on Christmas Day, he wanted to hand out breakfast burritos to the homeless population of Modesto. And Buddy and I were like, hey, awesome. And we empowered him to do that. And I think Buddy ended up cooking some of the food with some other members. And then Jeremy and some of our members went out on Christmas Day and handed out these breakfast burritos. And while they're out hitting the streets, one of the questions that they asked one of the homeless uh, folks is, uh, where where do a lot of homeless people congregate? Where would be a good place to go? And so one of them told him, go to Traveler's Motel. And especially late in the month like that, where especially in situations like that, they tend to have uh, more month than money. Mm -hmm. uh, breakfast burritos go a long way. And so they showed up in, at Traveler's. Jeremy met Donna and Roger. Donna and Roger are the, the managers, the owners uh, of Traveler's Motel. And through talking, they got their foot in the door and said, why don't we bring church to you guys once a month? It was Jeremy's idea, coupled with the, the folks kind of encouraging him to do that. That was December 2016. By February 2017, we had our first worship gathering at the Traveler's Motel. This is... This is a pool. It used to be a, the swimming pool there at Travelers. They filled it in with dirt uh, because that's easier maintenance than a pool. And right behind it, that building, is actually the Tilted Turtle. That's the bar uh, that's, that's adjacent to the Travelers Motel. This is where we had our first worship service, February 2017. Jeremy wanted to also send the residents home with something. So we made up 50 of these boxes and they have uh, basic staples food. They have, uh, they had toiletry items, hygiene items, 
They had, each one of them got a Bible and also some literature about the church. Uh, just very simple boxes that were made up. And as residents left, they each got a box and they took that back to their, uh, their apartment. We'd show up and we initially had this uh, lovely uh, uh, transporter. It was uh, originally a community response vehicle. We were no longer really using it, and I, by we I mean the Davis Park congregation. So we said, well, we're going to utilize it for travelers. And so we would load up all the stuff in there. We had tables, chairs, everything we thought we need, sound equipment, things like that. We loaded it in there and, and went out there, and we had great response from our members. A number of our members came out. Also, some of the residents, it may be hard to see, they showed up as well uh, to help with that uh, and, and help us set things up. There are the boxes. Over time, we started in February. February, relatively cool in the Central Valley. We're in Modesto, California. And so, because of that, we just had tables and chairs. That was it. But as summer approached, especially in the Central Valley, the temperatures rose uh, very quickly. And so we decided, you know what, after spending one Sunday, uh, we decided, you know, we really need to have some shade out there. And so we purchased some pop-up tents. And actually, these are pop-up tents that we commandeered from our uh, truck or treat event. We bought new ones for that. It's kind of the way it works. But uh, it's very simple. Well, 10 by 10 pop-up tents. We also have some, that's a, the one that's being put up there is actually a 20 by 10. Uh, and that was, that's just to provide shade. Very, very simple thing, right? And so, again, once a month, we'd go out to travelers. This is now, we've actually moved. What happened was the folks of the Tilted Turtle, they didn't really like us showing up that much, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> They didn't bother us. I mean, you know, every now and again, someone would light up some weed next door and you know, we could smell that. But they eventually got tired of us, I guess, because they started blaring music and they'd have live bands that would compete with us. We're trying to lead singing and stuff like that. And so what we did was we just moved it around back. And this is actually behind uh, where we were. On the other side was where that pool that was converted to some lawn on the other side, this is the Tilted Turtle. Now we're around back, and that didn't bother us anymore. And Don and Roger were like, hey, yeah, no problem. You guys can move back there. And so we did. We set up. We have uh, rectangular tables, chairs. Uh, we actually graduated from our little community response vehicle to now we have a trailer, an enclosed trailer. And it's fully stocked, ready to go all the time. All the, all the tables and the chairs and the sound equipment, all that stuff just stays in there. We can go have church wherever we want at any time. Uh, and so it always stays hooked up to the church van because we don't really use the church van that much anymore. Uh, so we, we would just haul it out there every third Sunday of the month. That's when we go out to Traveler's Motel. And so, yeah, we, here's, here we are setting up actually the, uh, the food table. So a typical Sunday... Uh, third Sunday of the month when we go out to Travelers is we have our normal worship service, Bible class and worship uh, in the morning. Uh, Davis Park, we don't have evening services. Uh, they discontinued those about a decade ago. And so 
Sunday afternoons and evenings are pretty well opened up. So every third Sunday, around 2 o'clock, we tell people, hey, the church bus, the church van is leaving the church parking lot at 2 o'clock. If you want to be a part of that, you can follow us out there uh, to Travelers Motel. Otherwise, you can meet out there down on 9th Street. It's 710 North 9th Street uh, there in Modesto. And so uh, if you don't want to meet at the church, you can meet at the building to, or at, at the Travelers at 2.30. That's when we're setting up. And we do. It takes us, we've gotten very proficient at it, about 15, 20 minutes to set everything up. Uh, we have uh, several volunteers who help out with that, uh, our members that do that. But we also have a food line. The way we do it is 3 o'clock, and usually it's around 3-ish. It's more like 3.05 because we wait for the residents to come out, make sure everybody who wants to come out comes out. And... 3 o'clock is when we do our worship service. And by worship, it's very simple, very stripped down. Uh, we open with prayer. We sing two songs. I share from the Word of God for about 10 minutes-ish. We sing a couple more songs. And then we have prayer time. Uh, and I got a picture for that, too. We'll, we'll see in a second. Very simple. Very stripped down. Um, the songs, we try to do those songs that people would probably know. We sing Amazing Grace a lot because that's a song that most people know. Uh, very simple devotional songs that are easy to pick up very quickly, things like that. Because the population there, at the, the residents there at Traveler's Motel, they, they're very unchurched. They don't know the songs that we do, a lot of them by heart. Uh, they don't know the Bible like we should, right? And so usually all I do is I take a passage from the Gospels. I just want to, I want to introduce them to Jesus through his, something he said or something he did. Very simple, very straightforward Gospel presentation. Here's the Jesus I want you to know that the Apostles knew. And I want you to fall in love with him just like we have. Uh, the prayer time uh, at the end is requests. Any resident that has a prayer request, raise your hand, just let us know, and we write it down. Again, very, very simple. The thing is, you get a lot of different, different requests, right? It's, it's a, again, it's part of the unchurched crowd. And so they don't see the world the same way we do. And so we get some very interesting requests that we honor in prayer. Like there's uh, the lesbian woman who wants us to pray for her partner who is ha she has cancer, right? I have certain convictions based on the Word of God about homosexual behavior. But you know what? I can still pray for her. Right. We can still pray for her, and we will. Uh, sometimes we get very general things. We just we want to pray for peace. Well, you want to be a little more specific? No, just, just peace. You know, there's a lot of turmoil in the world. We want peace. Okay, we can do that. And so we do. We, we take these requests, whatever they are, and we, we honor them as best we can uh, with with that time of prayer. It takes about 25, 30 minutes to do the worship service. And then that's when we send people through the line for food. Residents first, they get to go first. Uh, they go through the line. And uh, I think I have a picture here of the sister who runs that. If not, I'll circle back. Remind me to mention Sheila Walls. <clears throat> so here we are, they got their food. And all we do, what we try to do is just sit with them and share a meal with them. There's no overt uh, where we're trying to get them in the water, right? There's, there's no overt teaching that we're trying to do. Um, 
we're just we just want to have table fellowship with them. We want to eat with them. We want them to know that that we're here. If they do need anything, we're more than willing to, uh, or we're going to do our best to try and meet those needs. And we have all kinds of different needs that come up. We've had two women that have uh, that are residents or have been residents there who were pregnant and they needed certain things for the baby, like a car seat. It's kind of a big deal. And we have been able to honor those and meet those requests um, as they've come up. Uh, so uh, at the same time, there are times when we get kind of the inverse, where people have stuff that they want to bring to us. Like there's one lady named Hazel who she doesn't get around too well. And she's got one of those little like uh, rascal motorized carts, you know, and it's too big for her. She just, she can't, she can't use it. She can't get in a room right and all this. She's like, can you use that? Can you find someone who can use it? We're like, okay, we'll, we'll do our best. We get stuff like that. So what's fascinating and what is also convicting is when their generosity just overflows onto us yeah. and that, that generous spirit that we know we should have, we are able to identify it in them and they, uh, graciously and generously give things like that. Um, so yeah, we here's here's our worship. There I am, preaching, teaching. Uh, we put together. So the week before, we go out to, to travelers. We put together a couple things. One, we put together a flyer. We try to do a little bit of promotion out there the, the, a week in advance. Even though it's always the third Sunday. People forget and things like that. So we put together a flyer that just says, hey, come enjoy uh, a meal and hear, from, hear a word of hope uh, as, as we'll be out there and we have the date and the time and all that. And we make about 30 to 50 of those and those get posted uh, by the staff at Travelers. They go out and they, they just tack those, tape them up all over uh, their facilities there. The other thing that we produce is, I think you can see people holding them, they're just little booklets, little programs. A lot of these folks, they may not have a Bible, even though we have given Bibles out before. Uh, also, they're not real consistent in bringing those back. We also didn't want to be hauling out songbooks all the time because that's pretty heavy. So what we did was we just we put together some programs. They're just five, six pages. They have, all the, they have um, a cover sheet. They have the text that I'll be preaching, preaching from, and they have all the songs that we'll be singing. And we just we hand those out every time we go out. That way they have it in front of them. Some people really enjoy that. One of our first converse, converts there was Sharon Hillman. Sharon, she, she was our first convert, and by first I mean like the very first Sunday we were there. She's like, I'm ready to go. I want to be baptized. What do I got to do? How can we do that? And we're like, hook it up. Let's go. So we... We'll get over to the building. She was baptized, and she was very regular until recently. Her health has kind of taken it. She has um, very severe asthma and other health issues. Mm -hmm. And so she's not able to make it to services as often as she like. But when we come out to Travelers, she's always there no matter what. She wears oxygen tank now and all that. But... Sharon comes up to me whenever we're out there, and she's got that booklet in her hand. She's like, I just love these. I'm going to take it back to my room. I'm going to read it. I'm going to study it and all this stuff. And it's like, awesome. Way to go, Sharon. And so uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, sometimes we get various requests. Sharon 
not only does she have a rough go of it with the stuff that she's experiencing in her life, uh, she also had a son who passed away. It's awful when parents outlive their children, right? And so she was real broken up about it, and we thought, and we said to her, what, what can we do? What can we do? She's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So Betty and I were like, what if we, what if we just had a service for, a memorial service for her son uh, at church? And we're like, yeah, that's cool. And we'll invite the Traveler's Motel residents to come out. Yeah, let's do it. And so we hosted a worship or a, a memorial service for her son, for Sharon's son. Uh, his name was Gary. And honored his memory, honored her as well. And again, just another way in which we could say to her, you're, you're part of our family, and, and we, we mourn with you as you're mourning. <clears throat> so, again, the, the booklets, that's part of what we do as well. Here, this is Buddy. He's leading, he's in the middle. He's leading the prayer request time at the end of service. Uh, if anyone has a prayer request, you see someone raising their hand there. He's jotting those down, and then we spend time in prayer with them. Uh, we get pretty good elder participation, leadership participation. That's a big thing. It's a big deal. you got to have the leaders buy into it. Uh, and so the man standing here is Gary Patton. He's one of our shepherds at Davis Park. And he's out there pretty regular, one of our other elders, and I have a picture of him later. Uh, he is also out there. His name is Gary Laguna. He's out there very regular as well. Almost every month Gary will be there. Food. Food's an important thing. And if you feed them, they will come. That's kind of the way it works out. So once, again, like I said, once service is done, that's when people go. And we have some great cooks in our congregation. I bet you have some great cooks in your congregation. You know how you can tell? Go to potluck. <laughs> Uh, I love potluck at our congregation because I get to sample a lot of different dishes. These are homemade pies that some of our uh, older ladies in the congregation made, and we brought them out for them. There's, all these desserts are homemade. And then you also have, you can see Sheila, that's Sheila Walls at the very top there. The food is her baby. Buddy and I are very hands-off on that. Uh, we have empowered her, and she has run with it. Sheila... Uh, be praying for her. She was diagnosed recently with cancer, and she had to have extensive surgery for that. It was thyroid cancer, and they basically cut her uh, throat very... Uh, anyway, she is also... She's having some follow-up stuff with that. Keep Sheila Walls in your prayer uh, prayers. So she's kind of had to take a back seat, which is tough for her because she, is, she knows how to do things, and she wants it done a certain way. But it's also been good for her because other volunteers have stepped up to help fill that role while she's been down. Uh, but she, again, the food's her baby. She and her husband, Lee, he's actually a trained chef. They work the menu themselves. They know exactly what they're going to make. When there are special events like holidays, you can see the Christmas trees here. They do, if it's, if it's uh, November, they do a Thanksgiving dinner. If it's Christmas, they'll do a Christmas dinner. And very, very cognizant, very mindful of that. Even like March, when you have St. Patrick's Day, right? Corned beef and cabbage, is it? Um, anyway, <laughs> that's her thing, and she runs with it, and it's awesome. She's a great cook, and she has her team of volunteers who come out there uh, very regularly, just about every month. Her, her team, her crew is out there. So, uh, yeah, Sheila Walls, 
and Lee, awesome, awesome couple that really help us out here. And so, again, residents first. Here they are. They've lined up uh, for their meals. I think this picture, yeah, it's kind of hard to see. That's actually, remember I said Gary Laguna, one of our elders? That's him in the middle. <laughs> um, the other people that you may not be able to see, that's Mike and Darlene. Mike and Darlene, and I just, I got word as we were coming out here, Mike is not doing well. He's in the hospital right now. His liver and kidneys, I believe, are failing. Mike and Darlene started out at Traveler's Motel. So here's a, here's a great story, right? Mm. They started there. They were residents there. But they eventually graduated, and they now live in their own place. And their own, they, they live in their own, their own home, which is awesome, and we, we celebrated that with them. Uh, but they are very regular in not just attendance, but in their willingness to volunteer and to help out. Um, so uh, that's, that's a bit about Mike. We have a pretty good show up. We'll, we have about 20 to 25 of our members that come out to volunteer. And we'll get equal that or more from uh, the residents there uh, that, that come for the worship and for the meal, which is awesome, right? You have, you have like 60 people, 70 people that show up at this open-air, impromptu worship service, right? Um, uh, so that's, that's a great thing. There are things that have, sh that have cropped up as we've gone along I mean, I wish you, I could tell you that the very first time we had a worship service out at Travers Motel, we had it down to a T, and we never needed to do anything else after that. We just show up and everything kind of falls into place. But there are things that have come up that you don't think about until something happens, like these awesome, these awesome pop-up tents, these easy-up tents. They're great, unless it's super windy. And we had one nearly blow away on us, and so... You know, things like that that show up, you just got to be, it's, it's, you got to be flexible. These are actually little bags that are filled with sand <laughs> that we now tie to the bottom of those pop-up tents. Just things like that. You've you got to be aware uh, that when you're engaged in ministry, flexibility, that's the name of the game. And you got to be willing to roll with the punches as it comes along. So one of the things also that happened that's pretty cool is, so Sheila Walls, she does the food, right? But not only does she do the food, she regularly goes to the bank. She goes to the bank because she doesn't get reimbursed by the church for the stuff that she purchases. It's kind of the way it works. At the bank, they know her by name. And so what happened was last year, sometime in November, I guess, uh, the branch manager who's there at the microphone said, hey, what, what do you, you know, what, why are you in here all the time, right? And so Sheila shared, well, you know, I, I do this, I do that with the church and talk about Traveler's Motel. And so she said, hey, that's an awesome idea. That's a wonderful thing that you guys, that you guys do. Would you be willing to allow us to come out? And so Sheila brought it to Buddy and I and we're like, yeah. They always use more volunteers, right? And so uh, it's, uh, Bank of the West, their staff came out in December and, and helped us. Here they are posing for a picture. But they brought gifts for the kids that live at Traveler's Motel, mm -hmm. right? It's just that influence and that impact has just expanded that we, we don't typically think of. And yet here it is, this, this, uh, these folks that work at the bank. Uh, wanted to be involved, and we said, yeah, for 
don't let us stand in your way, right? So they brought all these gifts. So what do you do when somebody wants to be baptized? Well, a lot of the times we were just bringing people to uh, the building. Sharon Hillman, our first convert, we brought her to the building. After about a year, though, <clears throat> and we were seeing, we were, we were beginning to see the fruit of some of this stuff. We thought, Kelly and Terry, they wanted to be baptized out there, so what do we do? Uh, we wanted to bring the baptismal, the baptistry out to them, to the, to the residents at Traveler's Motel. We wanted, we wanted the residents to see that and to, I don't know, maybe demystify it a bit. That there's, you know, Buddy and I aren't back there, you know, blessing the water all week or anything like that. It's just... <laughs> it's just water, and God does His work when we, by faith, approach uh, the baptistry. And so, Kelly and Tr Terry, they wanted to be baptized, so we purchased one of those inflatable pools, and also the hose. It's one of those ones that it extends or whatever. Anyway, and so we filled it with water. Now, you see these children here, these wild savages? Those are the Perez children. Those are my boys. And... Um, <laughs> And they were very handy helpers that day. They loved filling the water, or filling the pool with water. So much so that they almost wanted to be baptized themselves that day. <laughs> it was all I could do so close. to keep them out of the water because they really, really wanted to get in there. Uh, but uh, that was another thing where, I mean, it was awesome, not only for the residents to see this, but my kids get to be a part of this. Yeah. And we have a number of our uh, young families that come out who uh, they bring their children out there as well so our kids are out there kicking a soccer ball or throwing a football or whatever uh, while we're out there and that brings other kids who are residents there out as well uh, Autumn uh, she's one of the young residents there and her dad Kevin he regularly comes out uh, whenever we we have worship service and so I already showed you the video here are some pictures that's Kelly uh, with one of our, that's Gary Patton, one of our elders. He's right there helping her in the water. And man, it was great. All right. That water was super cold, by the way. <laughs> They'll never forget it. One of the, one of the benefits that's, that's come along is we not only have good participation from our members. That's, that's good. We had, just a couple months ago, we had a couple that started showing up at worship services. They were friends of a member, uh, not Christians. They, they were at a point in their life, they realized, you know what, we need to get back in church, and so they started showing up. And it just so happened, I tried to, this is one of the promotional things, right, a week or two before we're going to go out uh, to Travelers, before the sermon, I do like three things that I want people to know. And one of them will be Travelers is coming, right? Two weeks, Travelers is next week, whatever it is. And if you want more information, if you want to be a part of it, talk with me, talk with Buddy, and we'll get you plugged in. <clears throat> so Kenny and Sam, Kenny and Samantha, they start showing up with their kids at, at services. They hear about Travelers Motel. They're like, what's that? And pretty soon, they come to me. Hey, yeah, you guys want to be a part? Just show up and, yeah, hang out if and see if this is your thing. And so Kenny and Sam and their two kids, they show up out of Travelers. They've, they've only been coming two weeks. But they got involved right from the get-go. Feet hit the ground, and they started running. And uh, they are not just regulars out of Travelers now, 
couple weeks after their first uh, encounter out at Traveler's Motel, they decided, you know what, we need to, we need to become Christians. <laughs> and they were both uh, baptized a couple weeks ago. I mean, that's, again, the influence, the impact, the expansion of the kingdom, however you want to say that. Um, that's one of the cool things about something like that. Yeah. And they bring Hazel. That's right, Hazel. Remember Hazel who wanted to donate her little rascal card? Kenny and Sam now pick Hazel up every Sunday. And, and other, men, other residents there that want to that come, they, uh, they go out and they pick them up. Disciples who are trying to make disciples. Seems like I've read that somewhere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the other things that happened, so once we, once we started Traveler's Motel, and we're, we're going out there once a month, and, and it's, it's going, we're starting to click on all cylinders, we're, you know, patching holes where we need to, and flexibility and all that. So one day, uh, not quite a year ago, we get a phone call in the office, just a normal day in the office, whatever. And on the other line, Buddy actually took the call. On the other side of the line is this guy named Dean Dodd. And Dean Dodd had this vision where he wanted the, uh, the homeless population in Modesto, he just wants to give them showers. And so that was his vision, and he had been working on it for a couple years, and he now had what he called a shower shuttle. And this thing, it's, 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 it's self-contained. It's got its own water heater. It's got, uh, every, it's got a soap dispenser for a body wash. Uh, he brings all the totes and everything that have underwear and socks and towels and there's hygiene stuff there around back. They've got a station to shave. Dean says to Buddy, hey, you don't have to say yes now. I want to come and make a presentation to your staff. Would that be all right? But he's like, yeah, sure. So I think it was like a Thursday morning. Dean shows up and he pitches the idea. He's like, here it is. All I need are hookups for water to come and water to go. And we're like, right on. I mean, we got that, you know. And so we decided Thursdays was a good day. So every Thursday now, the shower shuttle shows up. I don't know. I can't say with certainty that one thing is related to another, but it probably is. <laughs> when we kind of expanded our vision, uh, the Lord said, hey, you've been faithful with this. I'm going to give you some more stuff to be faithful over. Seems like I've read that somewhere too. Um, well, it wasn't just enough that, you know, we wanted the showers, we wanted, a, we wanted the homeless population to get a shower and all that, but we decided, you know what, <clears throat> we also want to make sure that every homeless person that comes our way, they also leave with a full belly as well. And so, hey, Sheila... <laughs> You're already doing Traveler's Motel for us. Would you mind helping out with Shower Shuttle and putting together a meal every week? And she's like, I don't know that we got the words out. She's like, yeah, I'll do it. And so uh, she got her crew of volunteers. And now folks come, and they not only get a shower, but they also get some food. And I started off with the video of Terry, Kelly and Terry. Terry was the dude who was baptized. Well, here's Terry. And it's not just that folks come and get a shower and they get a meal. 
But if they have something that's weighing upon them, we pray with them about that. And so here's Terry, and he's praying with one of the guys who's shown up for a shower that day. Here's this guy who was baptized. He became a disciple. He was converted a year ago. And now he's trying to make disciples as well. And the dude's on fire, right? He not only does that um, re in recent weeks because Sheila has gone down, he took over. There he is um, cooking hamburgers. We had hamburgers one day. And so he's out there manning the grill. Um, <laughs> so you're working with a certain demographic of our population and like I said earlier they don't see things the way they that we do and they do some stuff and they engage in stuff that we would find not just questionable but objectionable so there's some stuff that's happened um, on Thursdays uh, that that have come up that again you got to be ready for or at least flexible enough to do something about it for example one day and this was several months ago one day dude came in he wanted to get a shower and a meal and that's that's fine that's what we're here for so he sits down at the table and he pulls out um, I don't know if it was a dime bag or what but he had he had his his stash of pot with him and he decided he wanted to in our fellowship hall put together a little cig of weed right and um and so what do you do right well the thing is is it's a good thing we have empowered our members so that they don't just come over to the staff and say hey 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 do something sheila walls who's in the kitchen saw that walked over to the guy and just kind of stood there <laughs> staring at him until finally, you know, he's, he's sitting there and then he finally looks up and she says, she just says this, she goes, would you do that in your mother's house? Mm. And that was it. And the guy's like, oh, you're right, you know, <laughs> packed up and went outside and I think that's where he finished rolling his, his own. Anyway, <laughs> stuff like that that happens, right? That I don't want to say it's to be expected, but that happens mm -hmm. with, with that uh, demographic of the population. We're not, look, Sheila wasn't harsh. She wasn't mean. She just laid it out there, and the guy got it. Other things happen, like we get guys that show up drunk, um, maybe wanting to fight. Shower shuttle, the rules are you fight, you're gone, right? You, you can't be around here anymore. And so that happens. One guy showed up, this was about a couple weeks ago, and he was having a bad trip. And because of that, he was having a bad day. And after his shower, he stormed off yelling all kinds of colorful things. Um, Davis Park, our church building, is adjacent to across the street, well, across the parking lot from what's called Parkview Christian Estates. It was a senior living center that was begun and built the same time as our church was. They're separate entities, but you know, their people know our people. Their uh, director of operations is a member. Their uh, board, they're all members at Davis Park. So he, this guy, decides to go onto Parkview's property, which was a big no-no, and he's out there having his bad trip. What do you do when something like that happens? Right, call the police. So that's 
that's what we did. We got Modesto's finest involved, and they took care of the situation from there. They were going to make sure he got the help that he needed, which was help that I don't know that we could have provided in that particular situation. But so there, there are things like that. One of the cool things that happened less than a week ago, so last Thursday, was again we've been doing this almost a year, and there's this couple um, that have been showing up pretty regular for a couple months. They got a little boy who runs around without his shoes on and sometimes without a shirt. It's funny. And I was just I was hanging out like I usually do. That's where I'm at. I'll maybe have a book with me or whatever. And they're sitting at the table with me, and he says to me, he says, hey, um, can I ask you something? I said, sure, yeah, what is it? He goes, he says, I've been, we've been seeing a lot of black cats lately, a lot of black cats. What does that mean? Is that good or is that bad? And I said, I, I think it's just neutral. I don't know that there's anything <laughs> right or bad or whatever. And he, so he just goes, he goes, well, um, would you just mind praying for us? And, and his, his uh, uh, wife is there. Just pray for us as a couple as well. I said, yeah, I can do that. So I prayed with him. And I got up and I did something. I came back and I was just walking past. And he stops me. He says, hey, he says, what do we got to do to be saved? I was like, that's a good question, man. Because listen, I've, I've received, maybe you have to. Uh, this, the question is usually, hey, can I be baptized? Or what do I have to do to be baptized? Or something like that, which is a fine question too. But to ask, what do I got to do to be saved? There's just something about that, for me at least, that it was like, man, this, these folks, they're, they're serious. And I think, I don't know if the black cats or whatever, but uh, something I think just shook them to their soul where they're like, we need to get right with Jesus and we need to do it pronto because bad stuff's happening. So I sat down, I laid it on the line, I said, Here, here's Jesus, here's why he's so special, here's what he says to do. And at the end of the conversation, it was kind of like Ethiopian eunuch thing. Hey, there's water, what hinders... You mean we we got to be baptized? I was like, you got it. When can we do that? Should we do it before our shower or after our shower? <laughs> and I was like, they were eating their lunch. I said, just finish your lunch, and we'll take care of it, and then you can have your shower and all that. So I ran home, got some swim trunks, came back. By the time I got back, um, there were two other people who were like, hey, can we be can we be baptized too? We want to get baptized too. I was like, sure, why not? So in one day we had four baptisms at shower shuttle. Um, and so we're eager to see what the fruit of that is going to bring, right? We'll see, we'll see what happens. But Terry, super instrumental in that too. Because he sat down with both couples and was like, he laid it on the line. He's like, look. I'm going to call you on your BS if I see, if I, if I know BS when I see it. Terry, he's, he's from the streets, he knows, and I'm not going to put up with it. And both couples were like, yeah, no, that's what we want. We want you to, so disciples making disciples, wonderful thing. In addition to the food that we provide as a congregation, we have a food pantry on site that is stocked by uh, Second Harvest Food Pantry up in Manteca. And one of our members generously uh, takes his time and his vehicle and he goes and picks up food and brings it back. One of the things that he gets every Thursday 
is a pallet. We're talking three to four hundred pounds of food. A pallet of Starbucks sandwiches, breakfast. Uh, you got these um, little plastic containers with the brie cheese and the apple slices and all. I mean, it's it's premium stuff. And uh, this member, he goes and he gets it. And we were like, what do we do with all this, right? We. One of the things that we decided to do, I don't know if you've heard about the humanitarian crisis in Modesto, California. By the way, here's, here's Terry and Mike. That's Mike right there who's, who's struggling in the hospital right now. They came out to help us pass this out. At the humanitarian crisis, which is Beardbrook Park, about 500, over 500 tents in this little tent city out here at Beardbrook Park, um, which means there's probably about 1,000 people out there Men, women, and children, and probably about a hundred dogs, because that's they like dogs. And here's the thing: I just started snapping pictures as we were leaving, and there are no repeats here. You ready for this? So there's their porta potties. Those are those are emptied. They were emptied once a once a a, a day, but I mean these are all just tents that are set up out there. People living. I mean, it's just, it's just a little embankment, a uh, little grassy spot. We're on the road, and there's another road up there, and that's where these folks have set up their, uh, they've staked their claim there, tent after tent after tent, and, and this is now looking from the backside, over 500 tents. So this was um, a couple months ago. Since then, they've actually moved that homeless population from Beardbrook Park, that little strip there, to what they call Modesto Outdoor, uh, Modesto Outdoor Emergency Shelters. And the city set up these little 10 by 10 pop-up tents that actually have signs to them. And, and they relocated this, the, the homeless population from there to that new location. We see a number of people that come from Moe's uh, and they come and they get showers on Thursdays with us. It's just, it's a lot of work. A lot of work, a lot of kingdom work to be done. So what do we have? Load list. Here it is. This is what we take out to Travelers. This is where it started, right? Travelers Motel. Every third Sunday, four six-foot tables, uh, one three-foot table. That serves as our, uh, our sound booth, as it were, right? Two eight-foot tables. Those are for the food. The four six-footers, those are where people sit. 30 chairs, four easy-ups that are 10 by 10. Two of the large ones, 20 by 10. We only typically use one of those. All the sound equipment, so we have an amplifier. We have two speakers, cords, elect, um, the cords that plug in from the amp to the speakers, electrical cords because you need power. Two mics. Also, we have stands for the speakers, plates, bowls, napkins, utensils. Fortunately, Sheila and her crew, they took over that, so we don't have to worry about them putting those together anymore. Music and sermon booklets, trash can. There's no trash can on site, which was kind of interesting. So after a couple months of going out there, we're like, yeah, we need a trash can. And then the sandbags because of the wind. I started off and I said, how do we do this, right? What was the process? And so, like I said, I took some books off my shelf and I was like, what would this, what would the experts say? And this is from Building a Contagious Church by Mark Middleberg. And this is his missions planning strategy. You want to do outreach and evangelism in your church? Here's a good model. And so these are his steps. 
Um, owning and modeling evangelistic values, instilling evangelistic principles in the people around us, empowering an evangelistic point. Woo, there's a lot of stuff there. Um, and it even gets more specific than that. Take like owning and modeling evangelistic values. He breaks it down even further. Or how about instilling evangelistic values? You've got to pray for it, lead it, tell it, etc. Well, kind of like I said at the beginning, we didn't really do any of that. <laughs> stuff just happened. It fell into our lap. And we, I'll tell you, we did have a point person. That was Jeremy. Jeremy started this off, but they actually moved like six months after we got this started. They moved to Oklahoma. Um, that's where they wanted to live. And so um, even our point person isn't around anymore, right? But he had this vision, and we empowered him to do it. And listen, if, there, if you have a point person, if you have someone who's on fire for outreach stuff, sometimes I think what happens is we kind of stifle that, we quench that. It's not a good thing to do. Instead, we should empower them and say, run with that idea, and how can we help you accomplish that vision? Another thing I'll say is, <clears throat> I think especially in a Western and American context, we have a habit of producing institutional Christians that we get hyper-focused on the event on Sunday with class or the worship service. If you don't believe me, just look at the back of a bulletin. Typically we have the numbers back there, nickels and noses and all that. And we kind of, we, we equip people just to kind of fit in and to be participants in our worship service. That's not a bad thing to, to, to help people understand and learn the language of the kingdom. They, they need to know the songs, and they need to know the Bible, and they need to know all that. But we need to stop equipping people just to fit in and equip people, or maybe say it this way, we disciple people to present an alternative to what people are used to. We offer an alternative, non-institutional opportunity. Show up on Sunday, that's great. Participate, wonderful. But now here's this other thing. That, you know, if, we, if, you, if you really want to take off in your spiritual walk, here's a good way to do it and, and participate in this. And I think we also have to have a high expectation for that alternative and say it, and it's, it's, it's not just a blurb in the bulletin or a slide that you present between Bible class and worship. I intentionally get up and talk about Traveler's Motel when I can. Whether it's, hey, we're going... Or, hey, here's a cool thing that happened. Um, high expectation. We'd like for you to be a part of that, too. The last thing, because I'm out of time. I want you to think about this. Take it with you. With all that you have at your disposal, just by virtue of the fact that you are an American living in whatever context you're living in, with all that you have at your disposal, what are you doing? What are you doing with it? With all I have at my disposal, what am I doing with it? Take that with you. That's the challenge, and that's the lesson. Let me pray with you, get you on your way. God and Father, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we give you praise, we give you thanks, because you loved us with an incredible love. You sent Jesus to die on a cross for us. And now we not only have hope, we get to share that with other people. And I pray, Father, that, that you would instill within us a zeal and a desire to tell as many people as possible the good news about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.